Hey everyone, this is Aaron and welcome to the Refuge Podcast. Wherever this message finds you, I hope it blesses you, fills you, and allows you to see and feel God's love and presence in your life. Get out your notebook and let's dive into God's Word together. All right, so um, before we get started today, I do want to preface this preface this by saying I am a little bit under the weather, um, so if you hear any sniffling, I do apologize. I'll try my best to keep it to a minimum. Um, so yeah, so uh, we are on lesson two of our Matthew, the life of Jesus study, and um, the title of this is Jesus Tested. Um, and we're going to be going through the scripture of Matthew chapter four, verses one through um, verses one through eleven today. Um, so, like, let's just dive into the word. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Um, and so, something I found so interesting about this, and we kind of covered it a little bit last week, um, was that Jesus uh, was led by the Spirit. Um, I've never thought about that or never even really noticed that, that Jesus was led by the Spirit. Um, And it just was kind of a, um, I guess kind of a light went off. And it's something I should have known. But, you know, Jesus is 100% both man and God. Um, And, you know, when he was baptized in the Spirit, came down and rested on him and God anointed him for his task. Um, You know, that was... I believe, I believe that was the son of man, uh, the man part of Jesus, um, that anointment and the spirit coming down on him allowed him to be led by the spirit. Um, you know, the person of Jesus sometimes can be confusing, uh, because he was both God and man. Uh, but I just thought it was so interesting that Jesus allowed himself to be led by the spirit. And because he was allowed himself to be led by the spirit, we're going to find out that he was successful against the devil's plots. And, you know, that that just kind of sprung the question in my mind. How often does the devil attack us and we don't allow ourselves to be led by the Spirit and we fall right into his temptation, right into his uh, attack, right into his ambush because we don't allow the Spirit to lead us through it or around it or over it or under it? Um, So temptation number one, verses three through four. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Um, And, you know, Jesus was fasting during this time, uh, showing his obedience to God. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And, you know, fasts are like, they're looked at to be cleansing and symbolic of obedience. It was significant that he did it for 40 days and 40 nights because that's when, you know, that's the time frame that God used to cleanse the earth in the times of Noah. And Jesus, not that he needed to be cleansed, but was obedient in the like in fasting, um, and it was almost like it was foreshadowing because you know God cleansed the earth with the flood, and Jesus is the source of living water, and Jesus fasted for the source of living water fasted for forty days and forty nights, just like when water cleansed the earth, it was for forty days and forty nights. Um, and, you know, so the devil tries to get rock, or Jesus to turn rocks into bread. But Jesus told the devil that man can't live on bread alone, but on God's word. Um, and, you know, bread in this situation, the devil tempts, it's not specifically bread that the devil tempts us with. 
But the devil tempts us with sex, money, drugs, alcohol, gossip, food, or whatever else that's going to pull you away from God. Because what the devil wants us to do is the devil wants us to sin so we can be separated from God. Um, Because we can't live on anything that this earth has to offer alone. We need God. And that's what Jesus is teaching us here is that we need him. Um, Temptation number two. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down for it is written. He will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands and that you will not strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Jesus was then brought to Jerusalem. Um, the holy city this is talking about is, uh, I believe, to be Jerusalem. The devil challenged Jesus' godliness in his life. He essentially asked Jesus to attempt to commit suicide and challenged the prophecies concerning Jesus. Jesus put the devil in his place and didn't allow himself to be tempted into showing his power before the time came. You know, early in Jesus' ministry, often he, often he tells um, Mary is what's coming to mind, his mother, you know, hey, like my time's not come yet. And here Jesus' time hasn't come yet. Because had Jesus thrown himself off the temple, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have been killed and he would have had to reveal who he who he is and he would have had to reveal his power before it was time to. So he didn't because Jesus was obedient. He knew what he was here for. He knew the situations that he had to set himself up for to ultimately achieve the cross. Um, and that's probably a weird way to word that. But um, oftentimes the enemy will recognize that we have a calling on our lives from God and will try to make us go for it too soon. And that's what the enemy was doing here. Yes, angels would have saved Jesus. But like I said, the whole city would have seen it. And it wasn't Jesus' time yet. So trust God's timing and reasoning on your calling. And don't allow the enemy to rush into something that could potentially kill you. Temptation number three. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all of the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All of this I will give to you, he said. If you will bow down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and the angels came and attended to him. You know, the arrogance of the, the arrogance of the enemy sometimes is laughable. He took Jesus to the top of a mountain, showed him the world and, and the world's treasures, and offered it to Jesus if Jesus would worship him, the world that Jesus created. Um, the treasures that don't amount to anything that Jesus had in heaven or has in heaven and that he's storing up for us as well. The enemy offered Jesus idols. He offered him something quote unquote better in exchange for his worship. The enemy does this to us too. He is constantly offering us something better at the sacrifice of our worship, praise and time with Jesus. When Jesus is the only thing worthy of our worship. And I was talking to my wife earlier today and something that kind of came to me was, You know, if we're redeemed in Christ, if we're made new in Christ, then those idols that try to tear us away, we're redeemed and we're righteous and we're holy because of Jesus. Those idols aren't worth our time. Like because they're we're not worthy of Jesus' righteousness. And if Jesus makes us righteous, then those idols, they're not worthy of us. Um, I hope you guys have a blessed night. That's the end of the lesson. Um, And we will be back next Tuesday 
uh, with lesson number three um, in the life of Jesus, uh, in the life of Jesus, the book of Matthew. You guys have a blessed one and I'll see you next time.